Finding your way to a balanced way of living is the key to health and happiness. Each week on Choosing the Balanced Life with Diabetes, you'll hear tips and tools for a happier and healthier life. Here's your host, Anita Westlake. Do you hate needles? Do you hate pricking yourself in order to test your blood sugars? Well, guess what? There's new technology out there. Needle-free. Joining us today is my guest, Tom Bishop, Vice President of Operations and Development for Eco therapeutics. Hi, Tom. Hi, how are you doing, Anita? I'm great. Thank you for joining us today. I'm really excited to share this information uh, on a new way of monitoring our blood sugars and needle-free. This is incredibly exciting. To get into this, this isn't something that is currently on the market. That's correct. Uh, We are still in the development stage. And um, we are very excited about the progress we've been making. And it is an incredibly um, exciting product with a lot of future. Um, It's hard to tell exactly when um, the device will be available in the United States. Um, But we're hoping that we'll be able to adapt it for uh, U.S. use um, very soon. Is it being developed anywhere else in the world? Um, yeah, well, our, our development process is to take this technology for monitoring glucose non-invasively and develop it uh, initially as a consumer device. So that consumer device could be used alongside uh, a standard wearable technology like a Fitbit or some other type of uh, sensor and would help to allow consumers to uh, optimize their nutrition and their exercise. In that type of an application, it wouldn't produce a, a glucose reading that you could use, uh, but it would be you know, feed information into an app that could help uh, people to do a better job of, of managing their health and their, their nutrition. It's like counting steps. This would be an aid to someone to know how their uh, sugars are overall how uh, food affects them and their exercise. Exactly. And it's exactly. just another and, tool and can for help health. Them to make, and, and to help them make better, uh, better food choices and educating them as to how their bodies are uh, reacting to the food and the exercise that they eat. So they could watch their own, could they watch their own sugar spikes? Because we all know that, or we've, we've talked about this on previous episodes, where sugar spikes create hunger, let's say, where you're overproducing insulin because your body will even overshoot, and then this excess food is stored as fat. So a person could tell if I ate, um, I'm just going to say, a cupcake. Wow, I really had a spike today at this point at 3 o'clock, and that's when I ate the cupcake. So maybe I shouldn't be eating a cupcake, but rather a banana. Not that I mean, it sounds like common sense, but it isn't always common sense because there's times that we want something really sweet, but we don't visually see what it's doing to our bodies. Yes, that's right. And and I think that there is a common set of behaviors that leads to um, overweight and and pre-diabetes conditions where people will eat some food that's relatively high in glycemic index without really understanding what's going on. But in, in fact, their bodies, their pancreas will react to that 
um, sugar and assume that it's about to be a big meal, so it'll generate a large amount of insulin. That will, uh, the food hits the, the system first, so your glucose level rises very rapidly, but it's followed by uh, a turnaround when the pancreas is, uh, insulin is, has been generated and drives the, the blood sugar way down and people feel hungry and they feel nervous, so they turn around and they have some more food. And you end up with this, uh, this high frequency cycle that ends up causing a lot of empty calories to be consumed. But people don't really know what's going on in their bodies. Whereas with our system, they'd be able to see that. They'd be able to see the the, the, the glucose uh, curve and be able to say, ah, oh, wow, look at that. Now I understand. Maybe the next time I'll have a, um, you know, scrambled eggs and, and toast instead of, uh, instead of a cupcake or, or, or uh, some food loops. So, so this could first, really help type 2 or borderline diabetics because there's 85 million Americans that their sugars aren't quite high enough to be uh, stated as a diabetic, but they're still not at a normal rate. And they're walking around out there, and, and that's a very difficult thing to monitor, where this sounds like it would really be a useful tool. I think you're right. It would be very useful um, for type 2 diabetics. It would be very useful for people who are in this uh, pre-diabetic um, area. And it can be very useful for people who uh, are, don't have diabetes or aren't pre-diabetic, but they just want to uh, lose weight or, or you know, have better nutrition. And having said all that, the exciting part about this is it's needle-free. So we're not having to poke our um our fingers and have to go through all this it's fascinating i test a lot i do test a lot and you know pricking your finger all the time well first of all you're exposed to any kind of infection really and you have these calluses and sometimes i find it difficult to get blood and i find it frustrating but you know i have to test my sugar so i work with it but having not to prick your finger would just be wonderful Yes, I um, I couldn't agree more. This is a, a non-invasive uh, glucose monitor, and the way it works basically is that it will it has uh, has three parts to it. The first part is a skin preparation device, and essentially it scuffs up your skin a little bit, uh, removes a very thin layer of the outermost uh, layer of dead skin cells, and then. The second component is a, uh, a flexible, um, lightweight sensor that, that goes on your the body uh, right above the spot that was uh, where the skin was prepared, and that does all the assessment and the analysis of the of the glucose. And then it also has a um, a Bluetooth uh, transmitter that will then convey that information uh, to the third device, which would be an app running on your smartphone that would keep, you could keep in your pocket. And the app would be able to then you know, provide that information to you, to you through the smartphone, um, and be able to make appropriate recommendations or, um, or display that information for you in, in a way that's useful. So, in other words, you would take a small device and prepare the skin, as you said, roughing it up slightly, and then you would put a, a bandage type device over that that has a sensor uh, let me let me describe it uh, to you first of all there's, there's there's three pieces 
The, the hockey puck style thing is the skin preparation device. So, that, so that's what you, you use. You push that against your skin, and that will rough up the skin. Then you put the bandage-style um, sensor on. Okay. Okay, and that, and then that transmits the data to your smartphone. So the only the only things that touch your skin are the, the skin preparation uh, device, and then you put the, the um, Band-Aid-style sensor on, and then uh, and then you're done. And then the rest of the rest of the information goes to your smartphone. So okay, that that sounds marvelous. Except um, how often, if you're not, if you're just wearing, if you're roughing roughing up the skin, now you're wearing a bandage. How often right. does this information get shared with your smartphone? Uh, once every five minutes. I'm oh, so whether you, you whether you want it or not, it's going to give it to you. Uh, that's correct. It, it works just like a continuous glucose monitor. Um, once every five minutes, it will do a, do a reading and um, transmit that information to your phone. So when you want to see what your glucose is, you look at your phone, and not only will it tell you what the glucose reading is, but it will show you what it's been uh, for, the, for the rest of the, for the previous day. Now, does it have any kind of alarm system, or can you implement an alarm system if you start to go low? Yes, yes. You can have uh, high alarms, uh, low alarms, um, you know, sensor sensor alarms. They will all be um, will be able to, to notify you through your phone that you've got um, uh, you know hyper hyper or hypoglycemia. So it will tell you whether you need to take some extra insulin or whether you're too low and you need to have some sugar. Well, um, we'll leave that up to you to decide. Um, you know, it, the the app will tell you what your your glucose is. Um, how you want to deal with that is up to you. You know, we don't know that, that you're a type 1 or a type 2 or a pre-diabetic. We can tell you what the glucose reading is if it's too high or too low. Uh, if you want to, if you're a type 2 and you want to treat that by going for a run or you're type uh, 1 and you want to treat that by taking some insulin, then, you know, that's, uh, that's up to you. But it will, it, it will keep on an ongoing basis monitoring your blood sugar. Exactly. Whether you're asleep or you're awake, um, you're driving or you're running, uh, it'll still uh, be able to be, be silently monitoring your, your glucose and transmitting that information to uh, to your phone. So now you're wearing this bandage-like device, this monitor. Is there any health risks or concerns a person would have to have? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's it's uh, it's a non-invasive device. It really removes. No more skin uh, than you would get if you used your fingernail and scratched your your arm a little bit. And um, the sensor that we put on is is uh, kept clean and um, uh, does not uh, put any elements into the body at all. It only uh, only analyzes the the glucose that comes out after the skin has been prepared. So we wouldn't have to worry about any exposure to some kind of I don't know. There's so many electronic waves out there with cell phones and everything else in our computers, but this is actually on our bodies. Could we walk in front of a microwave? Like, it just, it's unbelievable yeah. to me that we could wear a bandage. It could be, it could come down to being that simple and having this wired to, you know, without any um, wires or anything to a, a smartphone. Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, it's, uh, it is kind of a miracle. Um, but if you look around, uh, you go into Best Buy or you go into any, um, electronic store, you'll see a whole plethora of wearable electronics. Uh, you've got uh, chest bands that go around that will monitor your heart rate, or you've got a wristband that will monitor your step count. They all have a, a piece of electronics inside of them. They have a very flexible PC board and a Bluetooth transmitter. So that's basically the same thing that we're going to have. The difference is that ours knows how to analyze the, uh, the glucose that's in the, in the, coming out of the skin and knows how to communicate that glucose information up to the app running on the smartphone. Now, this would be fantastic uh, for parents with young children with diabetes, uh, as you know, having this continual monitoring where you could perhaps share this not only with the child or the child's teacher, but we had talked about this before the interview, you can actually share this information to multiple smartphones. So the parents could also know what's going on during the course of a day with a, with a young child. Yes, um, that's correct. So the one of the really exciting things about the technology is how easy it's going to be to develop new applications that will take advantage of the glucose. So our um, skin preparation device and our sensor will uh, do the hard work of figuring out what the glucose is and transmitting that up to the smartphone. Um, then it's, it's a matter of uh, having the right app, app that can use that information uh, appropriately. So you would have a, a CGM app that would run on your smartphone that would take the information and display it so you would know your glucose is 120 and it's coming down. Or if you have alarms, it would, it would do that. But then the phone can also transmit that information over the Internet and you can develop a, another app that would be a, a parenting app that where that parent would know exactly which um, uh, sensor he is connected to and could have alarms and be able to view the, the glucose curve for the patient who is asleep in the next room or who is traveling at, uh, in a resort school or, um, you know, is, uh, somewhere else in the, in the world. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a patient, a parent. It also could be uh, part of your caregiver team. Might be your doctor or your uh, spouse or your father or or whoever that wants to help you to um, monitor your glucose and maybe is a little worried that if you're going to be hypoglycemic, then um, you know they would want to know about it. And even elderly people, I mean, you could help your parents if they're type two diabetics. You could also keep an eye on what's going on. With their sugars. Exactly, exactly. It's very exciting. Um, it's incredible. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty excited. It, it's um, the company's been working on this technology now for about seven years, um, and um, a lot of companies have tried to develop non-invasive glucose sensors and failed. But we've really figured out how to make it work, and it's uh, it's extremely exciting. Now, when you say roughing up the skin in preparation. Do, is mm-hmm. this painful? Is this no different than pricking your finger? It's much, much less less uh, uncomfortable than pricking your finger. Um, it, the abrasion lasts about five seconds, um, and it, it feels it's kind of hard to describe. But I, I would say if you take a number two pencil and you and you put the eraser side on your skin 
and just you know spin it back and forth for a few seconds. That's that's uh, that's what it feels like. And how long can you keep the sensor in any one area once you apply well, the sensor? Yes, that, that's a great question. Um, this year, uh, our goal is to get this device to be uh, usable um, for 24 hours, uh, but. Uh, our goal for next year is to get it up to 72 hours. So you should be able to wear this device for up to three days and um, and have it produce glucose readings every five minutes. That's just incredible. So right now, it's about 24 hours, you're saying? Yeah. And how, um, how can I put it, how long before this can actually go to market? Well, uh, you know, it's very difficult to predict um, FDA approval timelines. Um, as I said before, our, our initial goal is to get this to be released as a consumer product where it would not be usable by, by diabetics. I mean, diabetics could use it, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't tell you exactly what your, your glucose level is. Uh, but it would be usable for uh, health and nutrition. And then next year to be able to adapt this for, for use in diabetics. Um, I wish I could tell you exactly when it would be hitting the market, but um, there's too many um, uncertainties in that, in that process to be able to nail it down. But, but we're getting there, and it's, it's coming soon. So in other words, um, it will be available to the consumer market, and it will show a range of blood sugars throughout a day? The consumer app uh, likely won't tell you the number, but it will show you a, a graph. So you'll be able to see what's happened with your sugars, but you won't know exactly that it's uh, 120 or, or 250. Um, but instead, it would be usable in order to tell you more uh, whether the food you've been eating is is uh, is, is good, is appropriate, or whether your exercise um, has been doing a good job at, at, at keeping your, your your sugars low. So it will show you spikes and dips, in other words. When we have. Um, uh, when we've adapted this for diabetic use, then we will be able to display exactly what the glucose is. Before then, we'll just show you the, the, the trend. Because in my way of thinking, this would still be useful. I would still think it would be useful for a diabetic in the way that it would show uh, in a graph, in, in a graph, spikes and dips. Is that what it would print out as? Yes, yes, exactly. Throughout the day, because exactly. that's the whole, that is the whole objective in having diabetes is to keep those spikes low. So if, even if you have this in the early stages, I mean, it's for the general public, but it's not targeted just for diabetics, but it would still give a diabetic, um, a visual on, gee, I'm really spiking at this time of day. And if you know what you've eaten for breakfast or, you know, lunch or that snack, you'll see that spike and maybe you shouldn't be eating that because it's right. definitely spiked those blood sugars for you. So you can change it up. It's still, I would think, be useful, but it's not giving you precise numbers in order to give your medications. That's exactly right. Exactly right. But it could give you a good visual overall on how food is affecting you, and that is key when it comes to diabetes. Yes, exactly right. And uh, especially for uh, for people with type 2 diabetes who um, want to be sure to um, eat well so that they can uh, keep their glucose levels down, 
and um, this would give them the, the tools to do that, just the way it would provide the same set of tools to people who are trying to lose weight or just eat well and um, or stay away from um, you know that, that pre-diabetes uh, diagnosis. Well, here's something I, I, I want to um, ask you. So right now I prick my finger like most people when I'm testing my blood sugars. I don't use, there is, I know some technology where you can put um, a needle inside of you and for so long and you're attached to this monitor and it will give you ongoing blood um, glucose readings. I'm really not wanting to do that. I, I don't want to have that needle in me for that long. I'm quite satisfied at the moment with pricking my finger versus having to do that. But if I had your device, which isn't an additional needle or finger prick or anything like that, and it's going to give me a reading on an ongoing basis, along with testing my sugar in the way that I do now and pricking my finger, it may show me times that I'm not testing, that I may want to test because of what I'm eating or what I'm missing in the times that I test. That's correct. That's exactly correct. So um, this could be great to to pair if you um, are pricking your finger, and let's hope we're testing, period, but this could be a great add-on tool until we get to the point where we don't have to prick our finger, where this has been approved and will give us some actual reading of numbers. It could really show us, you know, you're testing now, but really maybe you want to catch um, your sugar before lunch, not after, because there is no rhyme or reason to our sugars a lot of the time. Everybody's different. And we don't know, as tight as we try to keep our control, it can be a real struggle. And this kind of gives you more of a a gauge on maybe when you should be doing it when you're not. Um, yes, that's correct. It, it will be able to tell you um, uh, over, over the course of the day how your glucose has reacted to the, the food that you've eaten and the exercise that you've done. Uh, we've got to be a, a little bit careful um, because the intended use for this device is to help people to manage their nutrition and their exercise, not to help them manage their diabetes. So I wouldn't encourage somebody, um, until such time as it's been approved for, for use with diabetics, I would not encourage people to to use this, uh, use this technology to help them to manage their, their disease. But I, but I would, they, they could use it to help them uh, do a better job of of, uh, of managing their nutrition. It's a little bit, you know, you got to be very very careful about this because I, I wouldn't want someone to uh, to believe that they could they could use this as a medical device to help them manage their their disease until such time as it's been approved for that use. I, I do understand that, but a big part of, um, and I'm just saying this as a use, just a useful piece of information. Obviously, a big part of managing your um, condition, being a diabetic, is what you eat and your nutrition. I mean, that's that's key. Right. right. So exactly. it's it's this could be a wonderful add-on tool in mm -hmm. our you know toolbox of uh, things that we can use in managing our health. And again, a very useful tool for someone with diabetes, just knowing how their food is affecting them. Maybe not in measuring medications or whatnot, but definitely having um, some awareness of how the food is affecting them. And that could really help you manage your nutrition, which is also going to help you if you're living with diabetes 
or you don't exactly. want to develop diabetes. Exactly, and, and that that same um, that same set of tools can be used to help um, anyone who wants to manage their their nutrition, whether they're uh, pre-diabetic or diabetic, or if they're if they just want to lose weight, or if they're just want to do a better job of, of managing their their health and nutrition. So it's a useful tool for everyone, really. That's right. That's right. Everyone on the planet should have this device. Is there any risk of a? <laughs> an, <laughs> is there any risk of um, infection when it comes to roughing up the skin? No, no, no. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't produce any blood. There's no scarring. There's no. Um, there's no. Um, you know, um, damage that's done to the skin. Uh, if you once you once you've had that uh, once you've done it done the skin preparation, um, most times um, after you've done it, you can't even see the the mark. Uh, but in all cases, the, any mark that would be there clears up within a, a day or two. Now, would it matter? And I'm really going to ask the detailed questions, but you know, what if you had a tattoo? Could you still use it in that area? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. If a person had a tattoo. And they, want, they wanted to use yeah. that part of their arm. Does that affect this? Um, because I know you have to disclose whether you have tattoos when you have an MRI or have other procedures done. I'm just wondering if at all it would affect this uh, monitoring. It, yeah, um, it didn't. The tattoos shouldn't affect it. Tattoos are the ink in the tattoo goes very deep inside the dermis. And uh, we are nowhere near the dermis. Uh, the skin that we remove is part of this, what's called the stratum corneum, which is the, the very, very highest layer. Uh, so that tattoos shouldn't be a problem. If you have a, um, a cut or a, um, a scar, uh, then that's probably not a great, great place to, to put it. But the thing to remember is that the, um, the skin preparation is essentially a, a circle about 10 millimeters around. So that's, that's probably somewhere around a third of an inch, uh, circle. So it's a very small, very small circle. Uh, so it's very easy to, to find some place, uh, to, to use it. You can put it on your arms, you can put it on your abdomen, you can use your legs. Um, Typically, you want to have it be a, a spot that you can see so that you can position it um, correctly in a place that's comfortable to wear this uh, bandage-style uh, sensor. And is it waterproof? It is. It so is. You, you can, can go shower, swimming. You can swim. Yeah, you can swim. You can shower. You can uh, get caught in the rain. Um, you can spill a glass of wine on it. <laughs> Anything... Uh, it's designed for for normal normal use. Well, normal, this, um, this is very exciting because recently I thought of uh, scuba diving. I want to learn how to scuba dive, and I had a conversation um, with somebody who's very experienced in health conditions and diving. And one of the things they specialize in is diabetes and you know scuba diving. And mm -hmm. the the big thing is obviously sugars. Is watching your sugars. This would be yeah. really awesome if you could put this on and you could keep your device at a higher level, or maybe a waterproof device you could carry with you, and you could still monitor your blood sugars. Well, um, I have to say, we once you're at that point, I'm, I'm saying yes. Once. We haven't done any testing on uh, the use uh, in an underwater uh, pressurized environment. Um, 
I would have to hold off on that one um, uh, until we've had a chance to do some testing in that environment. What about swimming, though? Could you, at what depth would this be safe? Have you tested it up to a certain depth in water? Yeah. Um, once again, uh, we haven't really gotten that far to be able to know what type of um, what type of depth it would work at. It is waterproof, um, but uh, in order for me to tell you that you could use it to dive to the bottom of a swimming pool or or you know do go pearl diving or those type of things, I would I would need to do some more testing on it. But uh, it, it is waterproof and it's designed for for normal daily use. Um, uh, to answer your question, we'd have to do a little more testing. But if, nevertheless, you could take this off, and just like other monitoring devices that we currently have, you could remove it and do whatever you were doing, and then reapply it when you come out. If you're going underwater, let's say you are diving, you're you're a diabetic. I mean, we don't have anything like this really on the market as it stands, anyways. So, would you at that point maybe remove it? maybe go for your dive an hour later come up and you could reapply it right um no that's not it, it, it's the, the when you do the skin abrasion um that um the skin and the body knows that that happens and when you put the sensor on the sensor has uh what's called a hydrogel underneath it which is a small uh patch of of a um, a gel, and that gel works to keep the body from generating the the healing, and also helps to convey the glucose information to the skin. Once you've removed that, the the body will begin the, the process again of, of healing, and you won't be able to put uh, a sensor on that that skin again right away. I mean, you'd have to wait for uh, wait a couple of days before you could put it on again. If you wanted to do uh, remove the sensor, go for a scuba dive, and then come back, you would you would put a new sensor on. But the the whole idea here is that the sensors themselves are likely to be very cheap. I can't. That was my next exactly, question. <laughs> I, I can't tell you exactly what the price is going to be, but our our goal is to get them to the point where they're no more expensive than uh, you know a um, a decent sized drink at, at Starbucks every day. Okay, and that and that's per sensor, which would be a twenty four hour period. Initially twenty four hours, but then uh, our goal next year is to get it up to seventy two. So you would have a. Uh, you know, one of these uh, Starbucks costing sensors uh, every three days. Which is a lot better than the strips. Now, currently, when I buy my strips, and that's in Canada, I'm at about a dollar to a dollar, let's say 25 per strip. That's per strip. Right. So if I had to test six times a day, I'm up to quite a, quite a bit of money. I'm that's up right. to over $7 um, a day just to test. This would greatly cut down, but it would give you so much more information. That's right, exactly. And not only to you, but also to uh, members of your care team, and and uh, and give you better information about uh, what's how your, your metabolism has been working throughout the whole day. So, for general, for the general consumer, how far away are you from having that on the market? Do you think roughly? 
Yeah, roughly, uh, it's going to be a next year. Uh, first, hopefully, early next year, we're, we'll be um, having a um, a product that will be out there, so that you can use it in a uh, consumer environment. And then, once it's in that environment and it's available to the general public, what is the next step to help you know refine this for for use of management of diabetes? Well, that's a great question. Um, the the development of medical devices is a um, something that we're very experienced at. We've been working at this for seven years now, uh, but it it, re- it requires a much higher amount of uh, of quality, of reliability, and of testing than it does to develop technology for our consumer. And um, so the next step after our release of this as a, a consumer would be for us to um, uh, build into the device the quality and reliability that you would require for a, a medical product and then to um, uh, adapt that so that it could be displaying the, uh, the glucose reading. Uh, at that point, again, it would require uh, calibration. So you would still need to do a finger stick, um, hopefully once a day, and be able to then um, have the uh, a CGM app be able to display the, the glucose reading along with uh, all of the trends of that information. So you'd still see the same information that you would as a consumer, but in addition, you'd be able to just see what your absolute uh, blood glucose level is. So you still have to prick your finger once a day? Do you, would this be for forever? Yes. Um, you would probably need to, to prick your finger uh, either once or twice when you first put the sensor on, and then um, hopefully that all that you would have to do it until the sensor comes off. So if it's a one-day sensor, you do that uh, uh, when you first put the sensor on and do that the next day. Uh, once we get the three-day sensor working, then... Hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll do the, that calibration once and uh, not have to do it again for the next three days. But I have to, I have to do a little bit of a caveat, and we haven't got a three-day sensor working yet, so um, it's not clear yet uh, how often you will have to do uh, the calibration. But hopefully do it, do it once when you first put the sensor on, and, and it'll won't need to be done uh, again until you put the next sensor on. But this is giving you a lot more information than um, the way that we're testing when we're poking ourselves and mm-hmm. using the strips. I mean, that's in that moment where this is an ongoing measurement of our blood sugars. So having to test, you know, once and prick your finger to to calibrate this is not a big deal. You know, the benefit um, versus, you know, the discomfort, the benefit far outweighs the discomfort. Yes, that's right, and, and and you're right that there are um, a lot of people who um, should be doing more testing, but but don't because they uh, they don't like the the feeling or the it's just a, a large um, barrier to them uh, testing more often. But if they could uh, do do one set of uh, one calibration to get the system going and, and have this. Uh, you know, pencil eraser type uh, sensation for five seconds, then I think uh, a lot of people would be able to get more information, more more glucose information to help them manage their 
their uh, their diabetes as well as help them manage their nutrition. This is a very, very exciting technology. When we went from glass test tubes and testing our blood sugars, and that was through urine, and we had pills and all kinds of stuff, and when we were fortunate enough to use meters, they were large. And up until, oh, I would, I'm going to guess eight years ago. I, I could be off, but we still had to do that when we changed our strips. So, you know, we would buy strips and they'd be a number eight. And we would have to go in our meter and punch in number eight and make sure it matched with the number on our testing strips on the bottle. This almost seems like the same thing that we're going through with this technology. And now we don't have to do that. You can take a strip and just put it in your meter and put, prick your finger, put some blood on it, and it's done. So, you know, all in baby steps, I can see where this eventually you might not even have to te- um, prick your finger. Well, um, continuous glucose monitors are, are, are usually um, able to detect changes in their glucose, but they need to know some reference um, by which to be able to apply those changes. Uh, so most glucose monitors, most continuous glucose monitors still require a, um, a one level of calibration. Um, as the technology gets better and better, um, it, it, it certainly it's hopeful that we'll be able to get away from that. Um, but the, the current technology um, needs to know some reference by which to be able to uh, to use to apply the, um, the, the the changes to and be able to tell you what your your glucose is. Well, I'm just excited that I you know that we're moving to the point where we may not have to prick our fingers. And that we have ongoing, or the use of, um, we don't have to use needles, in other words, or prick our finger to get this monitoring done. And the fact that it's ongoing and it's needle-free is extremely exciting. Yes, um, it's it's really, um, it's extremely exciting. Um, Non-invasive glucose monitoring can be extremely helpful to to type 2 diabetics, to type 1 diabetics, to pre-diabetics, to uh, people who are trying to lose weight, people who are trying to uh, optimize their nutrition and their exercise. Um, and um, we're very hopeful that this will um, make a major uh, improvement in the lives of, of all those type of people. Now, I know I'm one um, of many people who are thinking to themselves, well, what's taking so long? Can we not hurry this up? <laughs> I mean, we yeah. always say that something is talked about. We think, oh, come on, how bad could it be? Like, let's get moving. Let's try this. We want to use it. it. Once you have it consumer market, so let's say that's in a year, um, is that kind of a test mark to have it approved where you start to fine-tune it and be able to, you know, have it to market for diabetics? Is that really a long road in between, do you think? Well, um, hopefully it's not too long. Um, there is quite a, a, a long process. As I said before, making medical devices is, uh, is a difficult um, 
difficult process. And it, and it, you know, I'm not trying to criticize it because, um, you know, uh, if you are relying on the information to help you manage your, your condition, your, if you've got diabetes and you want to take some insulin, if, if it says it's 120, you've you got to be sure that it really is 120. Um, so it's making sure that these devices um, are good quality and have reliable information is is very important. Um, another thing to remember is that the devices are going to be used on people with a wide variety of skin types. Uh, people who live in a very uh, moisture-enriched environment in the tropics have a, have a different type of um, skin response to somebody who, uh, you know, is out in the sun all day long. So um, we have to be careful when we release a product that, that it works on, on everybody. And that's kind of the beauty of the way our technology works. It, we don't, our skin preparation doesn't remove a certain uh, amount of skin. In other words, it doesn't remove 20 microns of skin for everybody, but it removes a different amount until such time as it gets down into a, a layer where there is glucose information. Okay, so what about the elderly? What about people with really, when you say different skin types, I'm thinking, what about the elderly when they have really fine skin? Would this be a concern for them? Well, um, it is a concern uh, in the sense that we have to do uh, an appropriate amount of testing. On, um, on elderly people. Uh, we have done some. Now, the, the issue with elderly skin really isn't so much the, uh, the abrasion, because it's such a light abrasion, but this, the sensor has to be attached with an adhesive uh, to keep it firmly attached, and removing that adhesive um, is uh, a bit of a concern for, uh, for elderly people. So, We've done, as I said, we have done some testing and we need to do more. We are using standard adhesives, um, and those standard adhesives are, have been used already on a variety of different devices um, for diabetics uh, as well as non-diabetics. So uh, I don't I don't have any any uh, major concerns that it, that it will be a problem for for the elderly, but. Um, until such time as we've completed all of our testing, I can't uh, say with, um, with, with, um, with certainty, you know, what, what age categories it will work with and what age categories it won't. But um, hopefully the, um, it, it will not be an issue. Now, uh, having said that about, you know, the, uh, about the adhesives and, you know, where this goes to market, is this going to be something, besides the monitors themselves being expensive, I know that you're trying to keep the cost down, but what about the preparation, the other parts of the device, to buy mm -hmm. this overall? Is this going to be something really expensive on the market? No, no, it won't. Uh, uh, once again, our, our goal is to make the skin preparation device, uh, you know, uh, very economical. It'll be driven by uh, standard batteries um, and um, should be a very reasonable expense. Once again, it's difficult for me to, to tell you, say exactly what the price will be, but um, it should be very modest. Um, the, the abrasion, um, the part that touches the skin that actually does the removal will be a single-use um, component. 
So when when the consumer um, buys a um, a sensor, he will get the or he or she will get the the actual Band-Aid style um, sensor, as well as the single-use uh, tip of the um, of the skin removal device. So you have to change that along with your bandage. That's right. Exactly. You'd use that one. Use it once and throw it away. Um, and uh, the whole, all of the disposable single-use components um, are, are hopefully going to be in this uh, Starbucks cup of coffee type uh, price range. And it does cut down on how much you're having to change your your equipment too, because at present. Every time you test, if you're using um, a new lancer to poke mm-hmm. your finger, you're going through quite a bit of them. That's right. And there's yeah. always a cost to that. So never mind the cost, but even for the environment of disposal of these things, it sounds much more efficient. Yeah. You know, the other thing that you have to keep in mind with finger sticking is that uh, finger sticking is... It's, it's, they were designed to be used on people who've washed their fingers. Uh, but many people who are diabetic don't necessarily wash their hands before they do a finger stick. And if you have something in your hands that's uh, some food, maybe some syrup from you know, pancakes or um, you know something like that, that can give you a very uh, much of a misleading reaction. And uh, our device wouldn't have any of those uh, implications at all. You know, I hadn't thought about that. I do wash my hands before I test. I use some kind of cleansing method, whether it's Purell or I have to go physically wash my hands. But that's a very good point. If you have something sugary on your fingers, it could affect the reading of your blood sugar. That's correct. Uh, At at the American Diabetes Association um, scientific meeting last year, there was uh, a talk given about that exact same subject, and uh, it's, it's something that most people don't uh, really know much about, but um, it can have a, a dramatic impact on uh, the glucose reading that your finger stick device gives you. That's, I hadn't thought of that. That's a fantastic point. Very interesting. Well, I know that um, you're working very hard to get this to market, and I'm really excited. It's such a, a wonderful tool to have not just for the general consumer, but obviously for diabetics. This is so exciting. I'm really hoping that um, this comes to market sooner rather than later. Is there any way that we can kind of gauge your progress, the listeners can watch out or support? Um, well, sure there is. Um, you know, uh, uh, Echo Technologies, Echo, excuse me, Echo Therapeutics is a, uh, is a technology firm, uh, publicly traded, uh, you can hit, uh, so go to our website at uh, com, And uh, being a publicly traded company, um, you can follow our stock price and, and you can uh, download our annual reports and uh, you know, follow this, the, the, the progress of the company through, the, through those public forums. And see how we're making out, how close we are to having it to market for diabetics, which would be just wonderful. The fact that we wouldn't have to prick our fingers as often and have ongoing readings in this way is just, I'm very, very excited about this. And I know that you're working hard because uh, a lot of people, I haven't said this yet, you're unaware, but Tom is also a type 1 diabetic. So your heart's in the right spot. You want it as badly as the rest of us. That's right, and um, not only 
this this um, give me the ability to monitor my glucose, but it gives me a, a better understanding of the problems that uh, diabetics have, and I can apply my understanding of technology as well as my understanding of, the, of diabetes to developing these uh, very innovative and, and useful solutions. Which is wonderful, and you want it to market, and that's what I think a lot of people get frustrated in waiting and thinking that, you know, they don't, that companies or people within the companies really don't understand the need for something getting to market, where in this case, you really do understand that. That's right. That's exactly right. And that helps me to make sure that uh, uh, the the device that we produce meets the needs of of diabetics like myself. Um, and um, will allow me to uh, be sure that it, when we deliver the product, it, it really works and, and can provide value to people with, with diabetes. Well, this is so exciting, Tom. Um, thank you for joining me today and sharing this, um, this new tool, this new technology, and helping people manage diabetes. Well, you're welcome, Anita. It was, uh, it was my pleasure. Um, I enjoyed the conversation, and maybe you can um, uh, call me later on as, as we make more progress and give your, you and your readers uh, uh, an update. That would be great, and we will do that. We'll have you back on the show to get an update on how we're progressing with this fabulous needle-free tool. Well, thank you for joining me today, and if you have any questions about today's podcast or any stories you would like to share, please email me at anita at anitacoach.ca and follow me on Twitter at Anita Westlake.